Welcome back, NEC Hoops fans. It is the first episode of the NEC On The Run podcast of the 2020-21 season. We're so excited to be back. As always, I'm joined by Ryan Peters at Pioneer underscore Pride, our NEC overtime blogger. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Ready to talk some hoops? Let's do it. Uh, let's get started. We First week of the new year is in the books and we have some weekly takeaways. Get us going, Ryan. I mean, Bryant, they look really impressive. They jumped out all over Central Connecticut, got off to a 16-1 spurt in that first game. Michael Green had 10 points, one assist during that stretch, and then they led by 24 points at the half. Peter Kiss, who he had a, he had a week, uh, a triple-double in that first game against Central Connecticut, and he did it with eight minutes left in the second half. And the thing with Kiss that I love, I mean, Bryant has so many guys that are contributing to their 5-1 and one NEC start, but Kiss, you know, he was doing it without scoring the basketball. He was getting he, he was getting uh, rebounds. He was getting transition opportunities going, as, serving as the outlet. Um, he was driving, getting into the lane. He was finding open teammates by making that extra pass. He was really impressive this week. Kiss is he's a super talent. Obviously, he played at Rutgers. You you knew he could come in and play, but the chemistry on that team is really off the charts when you look at their ball movement and they've been um, super smart highlighting that and you know in some of their um, tweets there's no selfishness and they they can play I mean they have talent at every position right now it's true the ball movement's tremendous I mean the skip passes the passes around the perimeter you know the drives and then kickouts I mean what they can do in transition they all could finish in you know in the, on the open floor and so I mean it's it's really impressive how Jared's gotten this group of newcomers to gel so quickly yeah there's a headiness to Peter Kiss's game that I really like and it's not just him there are many players on that team that just have great uh, basketball acumen when they're out there on the court Brian off to a 5 and 1 NEC start 9 and 2 overall best start in their D1 history um team to really watch out for as we move forward. Ryan, what about St. Francis, Brooklyn coming off a sweep last week? They're really impressive. I mean, they outscored the Mount by 37 points in the two second halves in those games. Um, they held the Mount to, you know, less than 0.9 points per possession in the games. I mean, the thing I like about Glenn Breaker's team is do it a number of different ways. In that first game against the Mount, they shot the three well. They didn't shoot the three so well in the second game, but, you know, Chauncey Hawkins, that, that mid-range game, you know, it's kind of a lost art, but I mean, his pull-up jumpers in the mid-range are so, are, it's so pretty to watch. And they have a number of different guys who complement each other. They all, all have different skill sets, so they could win in different ways each night. And I think we're seeing that right now from Glenn Breaker's group. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to play defense like that, they're going to be a tough team to beat. They're always stacked at the guard spot. Chauncey Hawkins is one of the best in the league, you know, and if, the games weren't particularly close this week, but down the stretch, I love Chauncey Hawkins. You know, I, I was telling my wife actually that that's the type of player in the last two minutes of the game where his shooting percentage just skyrockets. He wants the ball in his hand. He can create his own shot. He's made big shots. And you're right. He can pull up from 18 or he could stick a three and he gets to the line a lot. Yeah, the thing that's really exciting about Hawkins is, he, is he's playing the most efficient basketball of his career as a senior. I mean, his, his, his effective field goal percentage right now is 50%, which is much higher than what it was junior year. His assist rate is up. He's just, he's really filling up the stat, stat sheet and he's doing it very efficiently. Yeah, he's got help. Unique McLean, who does it on the boards. You have Travis Adson. This is a team that um, I, I think probably their best play is still ahead of them. So let's move 
from um, Brooklyn Heights to Flatbush Avenue. Let's talk a little bit about LIU also coming off a home sweep of SFU last week. Another great week for, uh, you know, Derek Kellogg. LIU swept the red flash. They extracted 48 turnovers in this game and ended up scoring 40 points off those turnovers. Um, they outproduced the red flash and fast break opportunities. You know, they pressed at times. They got a lot, like I said, a lot of turnovers. Ty Flowers is really good as always. We're going to talk about him later, but Erol Penn was a difference maker. Uh, just overall, a really impressive matchup. And they really dictated the pace of those two games. I don't think Rob Crimmel wanted to play much of a, a too fast of a tempo, but they were going up and down because LIU was kind of forcing that tempo on, on St. Francis. Do you think this is where... Derek Kellogg's always wanted to be like he's come in. They've always had since he's been there, the sort of the high octane offense, but sort of creating this uh, chaos all over the court and forcing turnovers. Do you think this was the ultimate goal to have a team that could pull that off? I think so. I mean, you look at last year, the underrated thing about last year's team was they were missing Erol Penn for the season. So you lose, you know, one of the best NEC five men in the league. Now you lose your rim protector, you lose your offensive rebounder, your guy who just wreaks havoc around the rim. So now that you insert him back into the lineup, Ty Flowers moves to his natural position at the four. Now you could play three guards, whether it's, you know, Trey Wood, Jermaine Jackson, Alex Rivera, you know, pick your poison at this, you know, Rashawn Cotton. Um, so, yeah, I think with Erol Penn back there and that, that front court playing in the optimal positions and playing at an optimal level, I think this is what Kellogg has always envisioned. Yeah, I think they can be pretty good. I think if they hit their threes, they are as dangerous as anyone in the league. Yeah, that's the scary thing about Flowers, right, is he's playing so well and he hasn't even really found his touch from the perimeter yet. He's, he's going to make more than three of 17 from deep. I could guarantee you that. And once he does, I mean, that's just a nightmare for coaches to game plan against. Let's wrap the weekly takeaways with Merrimack finally hitting the floor 44 days after the start of the season. Uh, split with Sacred Heart. First game uh, was, a, was, a, was a fun one, 97-90 overtime win. Great to see Joe Gallo and his NDC defending regular season champs back out there. What did you see from the Warriors in their first action of the season? I see a lot more offensive versatility from this team. You know, Malik Edmead is a, is a really impressive freshman, very quick. Um, you know, Mikey Watkins was impressive at times. Um, you know, Daring was making shots. Uh, you know, Jordan Miner is a beast down low. You could see he's made that freshman to sophomore progression. Ziggy Reed's going to be very good, and Devin Jensen's going to be your sharpshooter. So I think this team's going to be a lot more dynamic offensively. Um, you know, defensively, they struggled a little bit, but, you know, that's that's expected when you haven't played for, you know, more than 40 days when you originally were planning on playing. It's going to take some time to work out the kinks. I, I have full, full confidence in Joe Gallo. He's going to figure that part of it out. It's fun seeing them back out there. And yes, they're still, um, you know, making chaos out there and running up and down the court. And I think. You know, we talked about before the call, we talked a little bit about Malik Edmead, what a what a um, addition that he could be to the team. He possesses a quickness that sometimes you don't see, his ability to get to the hoop, which, you you know, you'll see the same thing with Mikey Watkins. I think this Merrimack team might be a little underrated. We'll see what happens as we go forward. Next up, we have our Twitter timeout, and we'd like to highlight a tweet from Matt Morrow, great blogger from Blue Devil's Den, and he calls out all the terrific freshmen uh, that NEC teams have to offer this season. Ryan, let's go rapid fire here. I'm going to name, I'm right. going to name a, a rookie. You're going to give me your quick thoughts on each one. We're going to go down the list. Ready? 
Yep, let's do it. All right, let's go. Um, Matas Focus. Oh, silky smooth jumper. You know, that, that baseline jumper is pretty great. Eastern European game. NEC Rookie of the Week this week. Had a, had a nice week against Merrimack last week. Uh, what about P.O. Racine, FDU? Oh, really polished big, you know, can run the floor, can can pass in the high post. I really like his potential. Joe Munden Jr., FDU. Athletic, long, and now he's making threes, which is even scarier. Couple over in Loretto, Maxwell Land, Rennell Giles. Maxwell Land in particular, just versatile. He could do a number of things, and the more reps he gets, the better he will become. Elijah Allen. Uh, the three-point shooter that – Sheer Mason needs that off the off the ball presence. How about Delani Hunt from Wagner? Oh, quickness. I mean, I, I really love his kind of acumen as a point guard. He's going to get better over time. And we already talked about Malik Edmead. So many good rookies in the NEC this season. So much fun to watch. Thanks for Matt Morrow. Thanks to Matt Morrow from Blue Devils Den for pointing them out. And that was our Twitter timeout. Now it's time to reveal our under the radar player of the week. We are going to Fairfield. One of your guys out here, Ryan Peters, a Sacred Heart alum. Who is it? It's Alex Watson. You know, Alex, Alex has had a really underrated season thus far. You know, the thing is, he complements the high usage guys, Aaron Clark, Tyler Thomas. You know, those are scorers, playmakers. They have that mentality. But you put a guy like Alex Watson next to him, a guy who could play the one or the two, the guy who could shoot the threes, making 38% of those so far. He can make free throws, so you want him on the floor late in the game. Um, you know, he does well to protect the basketball and he's a pretty good defensive asset. You know, typically you've seen him on the opponent's best perimeter players. So I think Watson, Watson's had as much to do with this three and three sacred heart start as all the other guys that we've talked about, whether it's six Smith, whether it's Spokus, whether it's Thomas and, and Aaron Clark as well. He's, a, he's sort of a veteran presence on a very young um, sacred heart team. And it's uh, hard to discount that Alex Watson, our under the radar player. One of our favorite segments is next. It's the NEC Star Watch, and we are going back to Brooklyn. We mentioned him earlier. Who's it going to be, Ryan? Erol Penn. He's got three double-doubles in four games right now for the Sharks. He's really impressive. Average 14 points, nine rebounds, two steals per game in the, in the young season. Um, you know, he's got all conference potential written all over him. Like we mentioned before, he's a, he, he protects the rim. He's a great offensive rebounder. He could finish under the basket. Um, can run the floor, just athletic. I just, I, I love him as one of the best NEC fives in this league. Totally agree. I think that as you pointed out earlier, he is one of, he's a difference maker for LIU and what they probably lacked last year. There's a little, like, it's not the same, but there's a little bit of a loss of weir in his game that I see sometimes the way he works in and around the hoop. Uh, Jamal was a little more well-rounded at this point, but, but, but boy, he's, um, he can be a good one for LIU and a long line of good ones. Yeah, I think the stat that probably Derek Kellogg is most pleased with is in the four games, he has a combined 13 steals and blocks. So that just tells you the impact he's having defensively on this team. Eral Penn from LIU, a star in the making in Brooklyn. Ryan, I'm ready to hit you with the NEC play of the week. There were so many big plays this week. Which one did you see rise to the top of the list? It was tough to pick this, but, um, you know, I think the Tyler Thomas double fake and then the three-pointer in the second Merrimack game, just because not only it was a great play, but it was uh, critical. He made the three at a critical moment. Sacred Heart's up seven late. They have the momentum. 
They have a long possession that hadn't gone particularly well, but Thomas eventually gets the ball in the corner. Two pump fakes. You don't typically see two guys flying by there, but he still had the wherewithal to make the shot. Um, you know, he, this kid certainly doesn't lack in confidence. He's, uh, he's a heady guy, and uh, he's certainly unafraid of the big moment. You want to be a star, you got to take and you got to make the big shots. And Tyler Thomas averaged a little over five points a game last year. He's approaching 20 points this year. And that three-pointer was our NEC Play of the Week. Milestone time on the NEC on the Run podcast. Not an individual one this time. We're going to look at a team accomplishment. What's it going to be, Ryan? I mean, Brian, look at their, they're inside the top 100 of the net right now. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. They've had a, they had a really good non-conference schedule, as we all know, you know, they beat a very good UMass team on the road. They beat New Hampshire on the road. They beat a good Stony Brook team at home. And then they were literally one open shot away from beating Syracuse in the Carrier Dome. I mean, they still were right. It pains me, Ryan. It <laughs> still pains me that not going in. I'm sure it pains Jared Groff, but I mean, they were right in that game. Um, so yeah, to, to be, to be 85 and that's really impressive. And also their Ken Palm rating was 312 at the beginning of the year. It's all the way up to 180. Now I, I believe it's top five in the biggest moves in division one this year so far. It just shows you how well this team has played in the maturation that, that everyone's played with. Brian and Jared Grasso making moves. And that was our NEC milestone. Time to look ahead for our NEC game to watch this week. What's your pick Ryan? Brian at St. Francis U. It's the TV game of the week. It's on ESPN Plus on Thursday, January 14th. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because it's two teams that play at different tempos. Obviously, Brian's third in the country in pace. Rob Crimmel definitely prefers a slower pace, so it's going to be kind of a battle, kind of a chess game between the two coaches there. And the point guard matchup is going to be really fun, I think. You know, Michael Green has played really well beginning of the year. He's a former player of the week. Um, also, you know, he, he also won a Lou Henson player of the week earlier this year as well, um, you know, when he scored a career-high 33 points in that aforementioned UMass win. Um, and then, you know, Ramir Dixon-Conover came back from injury this week against LIU and played really well, 30 points, nine assists, four steals in the two games. Uh, that's going to be one to watch right there. Yeah, it's a great matchup, two of the league's best at the point. That game, as Ryan mentioned, will be on ESPN Plus on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Also, be sure to catch all the other NEC action this week for free, as always, on NEC Front Row. We're going to put a bow on things here. Ryan Peters, Ron Ratner, the NEC On The Run podcast, our first one of the year. Stay tuned each week. You can catch them on Spotify and Apple Podcast and Stitcher. Also, look out for the video version on NEC social media. We will be back. Thanks, Ryan, for joining us. My pleasure. All right, there we go. NEC On The Run podcast. We'll see you next week.